HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by Emmy Cheese, makers of specialty cheese from Switzerland, crafted with heart and passion. For more information, visit emmyusa.com. That's E-M-M-I-U-S-A.com. Welcome to Pizza Quest. I'm Peter Reinhardt, a man on a never-ending search for the perfect pizza. This show is the audio version of the Pizza Talk YouTube series, where I engage in interesting conversations with some of the country's greatest pizza makers and other artisans. Thanks for joining me on this quest. Hello. Welcome to a new episode of Pizza Talk. I'm Peter Reinhardt, and I'm here today with Vanessa Kimball. You know, we talk a lot about pizza on this site, but really underlying all of that is my passion and love for bread. And Vanessa is now one of the most important voices in the bread world, uh, not only because of, uh, of her books, which is, includes this most recent one, the 10 Minute Sourdough. I've got the Sourdough School Sweet Baking and the Sourdough School. These are kind of the, this trilogy of books that, that are like a master course in everything you want to know about sourdough baking. And sourdough is kind of your thing. I mean, that's that's what you're known for, Vanessa, and your, your community, your Sourdough School, uh, you know, is reaching people all over the world. Uh, so I want to talk briefly about how all that came about and a little bit of your background. And and then I want to really dig into something that excites me about your work, which is the research you're doing about the wellness possibilities, you know, what sourdough can do for our gut and for our mental health as well. And so I think uh, that's kind of right now, I think the next frontier for all of us is, is, okay, we love sourdough. A lot of people got into sourdough during the pandemic. But really, where is it leading us and what are the, the implications of, of not only that, but your work? So, Vanessa, welcome and thanks for, uh, for joining us from the center of England. You're right there, you know, right in, uh, we're, if for our, our listeners, why don't you tell us where you're, where you're coming from? No, so I'm upstairs in my study. I've got probably close on about 2,000 books in here on um, bread. Uh, all, all, and a lot of them going back nearly 500 years so I'm surrounded by wow. a, a legacy of uh, bakers I'm just one in a long line <laughs> right it is a long lineage but uh but uh, and you're like I said in the center of England for uh, just to situate you for everyone else uh, whereabouts in England 
so we're in rural Northamptonshire, uh, but if you want to kind of situate it in your head, we are exactly an hour north of London and smack between Oxford and Cambridge. So as far as I'm concerned, we're in the centre of the universe. Right, the centre of the universe, really, yeah. yeah. And, and again, talk about long heritages. You know, you've got not only the, the bread heritage, but the access to really intellectual knowledge for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years. So, yeah. but... What we know you for now is is sourdough, the sourdough school, and everything else you were doing. So tell us a little bit about that and how you got there. I mean, you didn't you didn't just start out as a baker. No, I pretty much did actually. Oh, well. um, I'm the daughter of an Italian chef uh, uh -huh. who was baking in the 1960s. Um, I'm fourth generation baker. My great great I can't remember how my great grandmother's owned a bakery in Italy. And my other grandmother, my both both sides actually. My other grandmother was a, a baker in um, just up north. She was famous actually um, for her cakes, for, particularly for her christening and wedding um, cakes, oh. uh, renowned in, in in her area. And uh, her name was Lillian, actually, very lovely, just really teaching me to bake from a time I could stand up and hold a spoon. And I trained uh, as she started baking sourdough. I'm coming up now for my 50th this year, which is kind of cool. And I'm just a fraction away from being 40 years of since I first baked sourdough. So you've been doing it since you're about 10 years old. Yeah, and... I'm just slightly old. I was actually 11 when my parents would let me climb out of the window in the house in southwest France where I was brought up. And I would shimmy down the window in the middle of the night. I used to think it was the bread that woke me up, but it was actually the, the oak smoke that would wind its way into my bedroom, which was literally behind, the, my, my bedroom was behind the bakery. And I'd run down the alleyway about two o'clock in the morning uh, without any real thought whether I was allowed to or not. And I would sort of throw myself in because it, it was quite terrifying to, 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 to run down a dark alleyway or two at that age and I sort of thrown right. myself into the bakery literally thinking that some you know demon was running after me I must have really wanted to go in and <laughs> I was allowed to help and that is how I fell in love with baking and why I ended up uh, doing what we call in the UK 7061 and 2 professional catering studies which means I trained for uh, as, as a chef and a baker that was how you trained in those days and then I went on to Southwest France to do an apprenticeship. Um, I was actually a year younger than I should have been. So I was 18, 19, doing an apprenticeship in the Dordogne with the uh, uncle of the now owner of the bakery that I grew up baking in. And, and, and sometimes you see me on social media, I pop back to the bakeries. I did it a couple of years ago. And it's it's like being, you know, like being a child again in there. I love it. Yeah, and it really back to your to your childhood roots. Uh, so, so though you're, you live and, and mostly are, you know, British, your, your roots go back to Southwest France. So Very that's much. where you really you know, kind of, uh, I've lost so, it, Peter, but uh, yes, no, it's, I'm, you know, we've got a cross of, um, Italian heritage, um, French, and obviously, you know, I like to say, um, French style, English, English manners and Italian passion. <laughs> that's good and then it comes together for us and, and the outcome is we get some good eating out of all of that but also okay. some good learning because then you you kind of take in all your knowledge and and are becoming a teacher of others and and helping spread and using the internet as a way to uh to reach a much wider audience than 
just I, the surrounding area. I'm, I'm not really sure that I actually really do teach people to make bread, actually. I'm not sure that's if you if you bring me down to what I actually do. I'm um, I'm not asking I'm not teaching people to, to to bake bread. I'm actually teaching people to connect. And it's a means of um, systems challenge. It's a way of. Um, I'm what you call a tempered moderate uh, or a tempered moderate anarchist i um i have very little interest in what most people consider to be the thing that gets the biggest round of applause in sourdough which is big holes and i um i, I mean i get big holes i'm <laughs> if i didn't i wouldn't nobody would be following me and i've got probably near on now across all social media about half a million followers that's um actually yeah it's quite impressive, but the big holes are what people applaud, but actually understanding systems and how they impact our health and actually understanding the way the flaws in the system and then providing a solution for systems change that can improve the way that we, we feel about the world we live in and essentially live a better life. That's actually my, what I teach. And it just happens that we evolved with bread and I evolve with bread and bread is the means that I communicate um, to get people to, to they themselves become, uh, uh, I guess, food activists in the most beautiful way possible. So yeah. I can yeah. turn someone into a food activist yeah. on a daily basis and challenge systems that are deeply flawed, improve their health and, uh, and, and, and get people to cognitively challenge the accepted flawed um, system. And, and, and actually, uh, as my form of activism, I, I gather people and get them on board. So it's, it's a cult, really. <laughs> cult, yeah. A cult, a bread cult. <laughs> yeah. and, and so bread is not only your craft, but it's also your metaphor, it sounds like. I mean, it's really, it's the, it's the, it's the hook that leads to a much deeper sense of purpose and mission than just baking, uh, even though yeah. you also seem to be extremely passionate and committed to the baking side of to the quality oh, yeah. of it. Whether you say I, the, I, the, the yeah. big holes, small holes, it's really about flavor and it's about delivering the best possible quality of bread. I, I think that's a given. I, I almost think that when I read people in a recipe and they say this bread is delicious, I'm almost I'm, I'm almost rolling my eyes like, well, yeah, duh. If it's not, why is this a recipe you bothered to share? It's a given that it's delicious. And yeah. I think that that tacit knowledge that I have that's ingrained in me, it's almost I don't I don't actually really remember learning to bake because I don't remember learning to walk or to talk. So I guess it, it's been one of those things that's in me on a level that I, I don't really have to think about it. So I imagine that when that's so much part of my understanding of bread being delicious, my interest is what the impact that that bread has on you. Yeah. And, and physically and mentally, and that's really where my research came in, Peter. And, and that's kind of a new phase of your life now is, is this you're doing doctoral work now to um, <laughs> uh, to, to pursue the, the the wellness implications of sourdough fermentation. If I'm understanding it correctly, if, I, if I'm saying correctly what it is that you're doing, 
Yeah, uh, I'm about 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 16 weeks away now from handing my doctorate in, and I've got uh, I, I've got uh, I've got I'm not allowed to swear, am I really on podcast? So I'm, I'm a baker. I've got tattoos, attitudes, and I swear. So um, <laughs> let's have a think about this. It's an awful lot of work. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And, and, uh, well, where is it leading? Okay. So, so you've done a lot of work, you know, uh, kind of bringing together these various threads of your life. And, 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 and I want to back up and talk a little bit about what some of the findings that you've, uh, come up with in your research and in your, mm-hmm. in your thesis work. Um, and then hopefully we can spend some time talking about, okay, where ultimately is this going to lead us is, is if we're trying to change systems and not just the baking systems and bread making systems, but, but really it sounds like you're talking about changing the world. Uh, and the systems and the way we view the world. Uh, I don't know if I, if there is such a thing as a moderate uh, anarchist or a temperate <laughs> anarchist, but if that, if there is such a one, then I guess what you're trying to say is we want to get there without drawing too much attention to ourselves and getting thrown in jail, but at the same time, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, but we want to make change. We really want to affect change. And so let's talk about that change first. Uh, what kind of change are you looking for? So I think that it's fair to say that I am the sort of girl who would strap myself to an oil rig. And I'm, I'm the sort of girl who has and would get myself arrested. So let's be very clear. Yeah, um, right. I'm, so you're, I'm, you're more than just moderate. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I temper my anarchism. Never, yeah, okay. yeah, I think everybody who really knows me understands that. Okay, um, okay. I think that yelling and shouting that a system is broken just puts people off. And yeah, I, I yeah. think that at the second that you stop really, really talking about and, and occasionally I do, but I do it because I know that a little bit of this will get attention, but I don't actually use it very often. So when we start talking about sliced white death and the fact that some of the bread system um, and that that refined carbohydrate and the emulsifiers and some of the things that have been put in there are essentially poisoning uh, slowly, but surely on the same way that, that smoking, we understood smoking did. We now in a situation um, where two years into a pandemic when we start pushing back against the research we suddenly start to understand that the composition of the gut microbiome the balance of those microbes in the gut interplay with um, the way our immune system reacts and I won't go into detail but let's just say that the gut and the balance of the gut and those positive microbes actually moderate it's a good word I've used it several times today um, that that actually moderate uh, um, your immune system response. In other words, we're learning that a good, good, balanced, healthy gut will have um, less of a response to COVID. So we know now, we've understood now that we've got this, we're beginning really, we're right at the beginning of understanding how our gut is a central player in health and how it's central to all and, and connected to all of the other systems in our body. Mm-hmm. And it regulates inflammation. When you start and understand, like myself, I had very, very low gut microbial diversity. My diversity, when it was tested by Professor Tim Spector, of, who's basically the Mick Jagger of the gut microbiome. I, I'm very fond of him, and I know he will laugh when I say that. Oh, that's a great image. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's, just, he's just a cool guy. And he tested my gut, and I was, my diversity when I, in 2016, was less than 2% diversity, which is lower than an autistic, an autistic child. So I had a gut microbial diversity that I actually think 
several of the world's leading gut microbiome specialists looked at my results and essentially called me a walking miracle. I, I, they couldn't actually even get their heads around the fact that I was in health. And that is because 30 years ago, I discovered that the only way I could actually eat and remain feeling well was to ferment everything. And I was fermenting stuff a little bit like Sandal Katz. He, he, he uh, similarly, uh, similarly did uh, a lot of work um, understanding that by pre-digesting his food, he was facilitating um, health, more bioavailability minerals, um, higher uh, nutritional value. And like him, I had, I actually, out of almost necessity, I was eating almost everything fermented. And that in turn is probably what essentially saved me. So you could almost say Sado saved my life. Well, let me just go back for one thing. You said that when you were tested, you had low uh, diversity of of, um, of of microorganisms in your in your gut is that what they found and is that a yeah. bad is that is it the goal to have much higher diversity do we want yeah. we, we want Absolutely. high diversity as opposed to so no, you, the, the, the wider the diversity of your gut microbiome the more robust your health okay, so you're right. actually looking for the widest diversity possible and the microbes in your gut it's incredible they're just amazing and i could talk for 45 minutes without stopping just on the microbes but there are some microbes that um, essentially uh, they manufacture the metabolites needed for your brain to function. Uh-huh. So if you don't have what you need, i.e. fiber, diversity of microbes in your gut, and then, um, you know, and then actually deliver that fiber, then it's, it's quite uh, conceivable. And we're learning that this, that this is connected to the way your brain functions and to mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, likewise, we are discovering that the we evolve with fermentation, and that evolution was unpicked through um, uh, industrializing the system. And if you can go along the industrial system, and at every point from the agricultural practices through to monoculture, through to the milling process, then the the lack of fermentation process, and simply using yeast, and then uh, adding in emulsifiers that actually um, ruin the, the, the lining of your gut, um, mm. um, they're damaging and cause dysbiosis, um, which in turn causes inflammation, which is associated with disease. We're suddenly realizing that we have actually disconnected ourselves from the process that, that we evolve with that makes us function correctly. And when we, when we do that, it's it, we're seeing the results right here in front of us in front of our eyes we're seeing non-communicable illnesses we're seeing depression we see it in the children around us we mm. see anxiety we see um, um cancers obesity uh alzheimer's uh all, all sorts of you know would you, say also, arthritis. Uh, would you say there's a connection also to le- learning disabilities and uh uh, challenges uh, I, for learning? the learning disabilities not so much but the, but certainly um cognitive diseases so alzheimer's i think is one of the third biggest killers in the uk uh, especially of women um mm-hmm. bowel cancer lack of fiber again yeah. um again this is you know we we the thing is peter the the research is there it's just sitting 
in this incredible bank of knowledge that has been produced. And my job was to take the knowledge and essentially not not devolve the system because we've done that ourselves um, and we can't recreate the same bread that we evolved with because we wouldn't accept it as food these days our jaws probably wouldn't be able to chew it it would be unpalatable to us and and it probably has got the odd sort of stone thrown in with it to break our teeth so we don't want to go back to sort of you know neolithic bread or even sort of medieval bread but we need to understand our own um, um look at our own evolution and then what I did with my studies and my we call it our bread protocol here at the Sado school is I had the I've had 10 years of putting together a protocol and then I was very lucky because I was sponsored to test it I will say a lot of people are very have a lot of misgivings about sponsorship and Stefan and Carl and and Piratos actually put some money behind my studies mm. and they never once asked anything of me um, other than just push the they ne- I mean they really participated in it but they've never once compromised me I don't I'm not I did warn them I was like don't even ask me <laughs> don't even ask for a compromise because yeah, right. you're not getting it you're going to <laughs> you're going to champion me then let me do my thing and don't yeah. tell me what <laughs> yeah. so 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 I took 12 uh, people uh willing volunteers apparently i'm not allowed to call them guinea pigs anymore because it's not uh, politically correct to do that so they weren't guinea pigs they were they but they I, I did i did test their gut microbiome we took a really good look at what was inside along with dr miguel matters who's one of who's our, our research director at the sado school and dr alexandra davidson and i was very lucky to be joined by uh, dr elizabeth phillips as well who's a neuroscientist uh, she specializes in cognitive um as well as um, CPD and um, she, uh, CBD, sorry. And and we actually, we, we fed them according to the bread protocol. And in order to, uh, to do that, I'll, I'll come back to what the bread protocol is. Yeah. Um, we fed them for uh, between two and 300 grams of, of, of the bread a day. And it didn't have to be bread. It actually had to just be the, 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 the way that we eat the bread, including the flour. And then we retested their gut microbiome. And one of the things that I did was I, I my, my background is actually in my degrees in psychology of human communication. I have a mentor, Professor David Veal, who helped me to design single case study design. So each person then acted as their own control. And we mm-hmm. did a pilot study. We've, we're still uh, putting some more work in before we publish that. I'll be doing that um, hopefully with David Veal in King's College London. Um, but I've got to get through the next bit of the doctorate first. Yeah. Um, and essentially, we observed uh, the physiological changes in the gut and the, their ability to produce something called butric acid, which is like, I, I mean, think of it as being like a kind of butric being buttery slime around the, um, in the in, in, inside the, 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 the digestive system. It's food, home uh, for the microbes. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a good thing. It's what we want to see. And we look for increased levels of butric acid, which we had, and an and, and increase in the balance of the positive microbes, and particularly things like bifidobacterium that then produce the metabolites that uh, do uh, are needed by the brain. And 
what we were looking for, we, we saw. I mean, there was absolutely no doubt whatsoever. There were increases in key microbes um, as part of, the, of what we saw when we tested them 12 weeks later. But I was actually more interested, though, I mean, the physiological changes is actual, you know, there, there's your evidence. But yeah. evidence to me, I was far more interested in the mood score and the self scoring mm-hmm. based on what people had said that they were tr- having trouble with. So during the course of the study, we had individuals who lost weight, who felt satiated. We had someone who had been a chronic insomniac who started sleeping through the night. And we looked at the pathways of, you know, uh, how the bread did that. That, that was that's that's part of what I teach is exploring how that happens. We had people whose cholesterol lowered. Um, and I think to say it's fermentation alone would be, I don't like an isolationist system, Peter. It doesn't work for me. So we also teach how you eat the bread, not, you know, right down to looking at strains, not, not for this study, but for what I teach, we'll look down to strain specific bacteria and the studies. But we saw in every person who we got, we got nine through the study and all nine people, we were, we were like, well, if this was a pharmaceutical pill, <laughs> somebody yeah. would be like, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. But the problem we've got is that the, far, the system is set up for us to fail because the real money, when you start looking at it, is in us being sick, not well. Okay. So the money is in cheap food that gives profit for the conglomerates and these big organisations. And the other end of the money is actually in the pharmaceutical industry that 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 um, that is uh, you know is 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 propping us up with you know heart heart you know cholesterol medicine statins and you know, and, and, and anti-inflammatory. And this is where I, it comes into me being sort of dis, this dissidence about um, and, and, and the anarchists. I really do not like to see people being living their lives, being completely unaware of the system they're living in, which is actually almost by design set up yeah. to make them live a life that is compromised and I won't compromise. So... So it's really about consciousness raising as, and as well as providing a pathway to health and wellness. I mean, you yeah. got to get, you got to wake people up first before you can get them. To the, just, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and beautiful bread is a way of doing that. So just run you back to the bread protocol. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure everyone wants to know about that because now, now you're saying, okay, there actually is a pathway. So yeah, we'd love to hear more about that protocol. Um, so the, pro- the protocol itself is actually right under your nose. It's uh, that I wrote it out for you to see the outline of it. It's in that Sweet Sado School book. I think it's page, I should know the page. It's page 30 something. It's a black page. So you can actually see it there in front of you. Okay, Obviously, it's it slightly more detailed than that. But it's in, in essence, Peter, one of, one of the major parts of the protocol, obviously, is fermentation, but it's not the first part of it. The first part is diversity. And in order to go back to diversity, we had to reimagine what flour is. And we created a range in in that book. You can see them. I haven't hidden my knowledge. So you can see we call them botanical blends and we mill the whole meadow, meadow blends. The first blend is called meadow blend. And we mill the whole meadow. The page that I'm on uh, where it talks about the seven powerful ways yeah, but is that where I'm yeah. the right so, so that's the structure of um 
of the of 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 the the, the bread protocol. I mean, there's a, that you know, there's a little more to it, but but nothing that isn't right there on the page. You only get a certain amount of of stuff you can write in a book. You get edited out, but yeah. So, so the if I'm if I'm understanding again correctly, and this is one of your books. This is the one called the Sourdough School Sweet Baking. Correct? Yeah. That's yeah. The one. It's, so, and, and then the subtitle, Nourishing the Gut and the Mind. So again, not forgetting that this is really the deeper mission of, of all this work. I mean, uh, everyone's loving to make the sourdough bread, but it's leading to something even more important than just eating good bread. Um, so the seven, here's the seven powerful ways that you identify. Increase fiber, mm-hmm. increase diversity, meaning the mm-hmm. microbiome uh, yeah. uh, organisms, uh, ferment, Increase levels of antioxidants, mm-hmm. increase probiotics in your bakes, reduce refined sugar, and make lifestyle changes that support the body as a whole. So that's the general categories. And then in between, then you explain more in depth in the book in, how you do all those things. Each one of these is its own, it could be its own chapter. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you run out, the, 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 the publishers are like, come on, get on with the recipes. Yeah, right. <laughs> So the reality is, is that um, probably the key system change within that protocol is in the diversity flour. So when we mill our flour and we have this in production with Hogmadods in the UK, we have um, Nick and Josiah who are um the 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 co-founders of Hogmadods, which uh, is a support, it's like it's almost like a cooperative where you, uh, um, that we, we've created the meadow blend. We mill nettles and rose petals and wild oregano and barley and oats and rye. These are all milled with the wheat itself, is what you're saying? Yeah, they're I mean, it's flour. You, you have to just get your head around it. Flour is not Trichicum astavitum or Trichicum yeah. monococcum or, you know, it, it's actually, um, if, if flour is not monoculture. Mono what mm. we've all bought into, it's, it's quite ironic, Peter. Here, here we are. Most bakers are, 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 are by, you know, sado bakers who are baking are often challenging the system. That they've already recognised that the system needs changing, and they've gone to sado, but they, they buy straight in without question into an agricultural system yeah. that is actually deeply flawed. You've got an agricultural system that is uh, the seeds. Uh, the seeds are actually being controlled by the conglomerates of who yep. can grow them. It's a system that is actually we've apparently got only fifty crops left, according to some doomsayers. But you know, whatever you want to think on that, we've got an agricultural system that actually draws out of the soil without pushing back using agrochemicals, um, fertilizers, pesticides, herbicides, fungicides into the food that we eat, including yeah. ones that we know actually uh, are have a negative impact on the gut microbiome. We know this. We have uh, no diversity within our agricultural systems. And then you see a baker, you know, thumping the air with his, you know, spelt loaf. And I'm like, mate, this is not <laughs> systems challenge. You just got, got hooked in, straight yeah. in. You need to go right under the system. Look at it as if it's the very first time you've looked at it and see the connection between the, the need of the gut microbiome for diversity, the need of our planet to survive for diversity and actually stop 
auto accepting that what we are given by the industrial system, even the small producers are not thinking out of the box. We have to get out of the box that they put us in. And that is diversity bread, botanical blend flour, and looking at how we evolved to use the what was already given and gifted to us by being on the planet and actually right. think. And what I actually do is get people to think with their hands, their hearts, their minds, while sharing the most beautiful bread in the world with their friends, the people they love. If if that isn't the most, uh, that's changing the whole paradigm of yeah. bread. And, it, and, and in doing so, what I actually do here is I work with a big industry. So you know them, Peter. I mean, you know, we are, we're looking at systems change within that, with, with these concepts. Um, I teach the doctors here. Uh, We have the courses are accredited by the Royal College of General Practitioners. So the doctors I treat here go away from the course, being able to prescribe the bread making course to their patients free of charge. We're a social enterprise. Um, And I also allow, you know, allow, um, we 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 have uh, a lot of bakers on the course as well who are like I'm I'm in, uh, <laughs> and 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 we actually so we work with um, artisan bakers we work with the medical industry, and we work with big uh, bread industry. The industrial bakers, yeah, yeah. Well, that's so, we, big, so, we, that's, so that's, that's a big huge. change. That's a huge mm. get if you if you can get them on board. Uh, you mentioned as one of your. Uh, you know, sponsors is uh, Pure Autos, who's a company I'm familiar with. They are a huge international company of, of um, baking products. Uh, yeah. And of course, many people know them in, in our world, in the bread world, as the, the creators of the sourdough library in Belgium, where they where they house about 125 or 30, uh, inter, you know, historic sourdough starters, and they analyze them and everything else. So uh, they have a huge investment in sourdough as uh, again, a solution. I think this is important because uh, you know you're trying to reach companies that are in the system that's broken and get them to try to you know wake up to a different way of going. We had Glenn Roberts on the show a few you know a, a while back, and he talks about the perfect acre of land is one that grows what he calls polycrop. You know, uh, polycrop grains. It's it's wheat and rye. It's all different things. It could be beans, legumes, flowers. What I'm hearing you is say is it's the same thing. It's a it's a botanical flower. When you harvest all those grains from a polycrop acre, which are which means it's better for the land. It's better for the the the, the crops can grow together without without artificial fertilizers or chemicals. They protect each other, and you get a totally diverse type of flower that is unlike anything we've seen. And it's still very small scale. But now you're talking about how to make it big scale. So how do you how does how does this botanical flower become available to our listeners, for instance, or to, it's already it, I mean, it's, I was talking to the millers this morning um, and uh, it's already in production. It's already being used all over England. Um, it's that 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 system's already in place. So and mainly in the UK, would you say, or is it uh, happening over here in the United States? No, we're already we've had uh, preliminary discussions. It hasn't gone any further, mainly because I've been probably. There's only one of me, and I have to just. Well, that's it. We need we need a whole a whole army of people like you. You know, driving it can't be just a one person show, or or you'll wear out. You know what? But um, so, and that's what sourdough school is all about: is 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 creating that community of people to kind of push forward in all of this. I think 
in the end, I think when you realise that, you know, a lot of what I do is invisible in the sense that I've been doing this so long that I hear phrases that I kind of invented, spoken back, nobody knows where they came from. And I remember thinking for hours, what should I call something? Or how should I phrase something? Should it be this or that? And then I see pieces of, 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 you know a couple of decades of my work coming back at me via social media it's quite it's quite interesting and i think let me me just jump in here for a second um we're uh we're going to take a little break because uh uh, with our with our uh the way we record we have to stop and reload the 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 camera so to speak so why don't we take a quick break here we'll come back and just finish up this conversation i know your time is limited so i want to get the, the 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 kernel of everything you're saying so um, I'm going to invite our listeners to just join us in, this, in the next segment. And we're going to take a little break. Vanessa and I will take a little break and uh, our team will reload and we're going to start up again and continue where we're leaving off. So we're, we're speaking with Vanessa Kimball. She's coming to us from, uh, from the heart of England. And we're talking about really basically changing the world one baker and one loaf at a time. We'll be back. Today's program was brought to you by Emmy Cheese, makers of specialty cheese from Switzerland, crafted with heart and passion. Since the early 1900s, Emmy has been a passionate supporter of farmers, cheesemakers, and family tradition. They believe in sustainable agriculture and respect for the people, land, and animals that make their business possible. Remaining dedicated to tradition, they strive to lead the industry in innovation ensuring they bring you only the highest quality, best tasting cheese from Switzerland. Emmy is best known for importing more than 80% of Swiss Gruyere in the United States. But that's not to overshadow their other specialty cheeses, including Kaltbach Cave Age cheeses, Appenzeller, Tete de Moine, and traditional Emmentaler. For more information, visit emmyusa.com. That's E-M-M-I-U-S-A dot com. So we're back with Vanessa Kimball on uh, Pizza Talk and Pizza Quest. Uh, I'm Peter Reinhardt. And uh, where we left off was uh, Vanessa was giving us a deep dive into the work she's doing. A lot of it is uh, is captured in this particular book, one of her three books on sourdough from the Sourdough School. This one's the Sourdough School Sweet Baking, in which she gives really much more explanations of the protocol for how to eat uh, in, in a way that promotes health and helps us to kind of break free from the systems that have dominated our eating, eating lives. Uh, so uh, maybe we'll do a quick recap of that. And then we want to talk a little bit about some applications for this in, in real life, because again, uh, your first book of, of this series is the uh, sourdough. Let me see. Uh, sourdough school. No, no, it's the third one, the new one, 10 minutes sourdough subtitles. Always the subtitles are always more interesting sometimes than the main title bread making for real life. So we want to make sure that we, you know, we're, we're, we're not talking about something that's so esoteric, but how to make this real and practical for all of us. So Vanessa, again, welcome back. And and uh, I'm not even sure where we left off. I know we were talking about the di- diversity was the key word I kept hearing 
in in what's powerful about what you're doing and the effect it's having on people's moods, on their ability to sleep better, to uh, um, be healthier, to be more fortified against things like pandemics and and illnesses. Um, and it all stems from, it seems to me, from eating a diverse diet uh, that is also fermented. Is it, Are these two things kind of hand in glove, would you say? I, I think that you can't really separate them. It's it, Again, it's a bit like saying, well, I, I want to separate the yeast and the bacteria. I think that it's, uh, they go, uh, trying to slice up the system into one concept doesn't work. So, and, and just looking at the books there, Peter, I don't know if you've got the, the, the original sourdough school one. That yeah. one, when I was writing it, I was doing the research and, and it is actually to nourish the gut. I mean, it was very specific and, that, that's the one. I mean, that's got the bread recipes in. That, I, mean, I don't know if you want to open it and see if people can have a little look, but that's actually got the application of the knowledge in. Reality is, is that to to, to pick up the whole protocol, you actually need this, the, the trilogy there. I mean, it's not, it's a t- terrible thing to say, but I wanted to write it as one book, but it got so heavy. I think they yeah. they, the, the, the publisher said, like, no, you need to cut this up. But it's actually the, the secret, the big secret of... Look at that. Sorry, I'll be quiet for a second. Show me, show, show the book, Peter. It's lovely. I know that one, that last shot. Um, um, let me see. I just passed by a page that, and it somehow flew by me. Um, well, here's a, just a, you know, again, this is the first book in the series and introduces the ideas. And we talk a lot about the gut microbiome. This is a concept that we've been talking about throughout this conversation. Uh, and it's really what it's all about. It seems like healthy gut is healthy mm-hmm. life. And so that that was uh, 2015, 16, I was actually putting that together. And I just had a gut microbiome transplant. So I was... Um, Beautiful low fear. That's the um, one page 127. That's the Russian rye. It's great that you can actually remember the pages that you saw. <laughs> that's, that's a loaf of Russian rye bread that, again, uh, kind of... Uh, meets the protocol, you know, and, and, and this is what you're teaching people uh, on, at the Sourdough School, which is really, what would you say, a web-based community of people that meet regularly for, for or, or how would you just define what Sourdough School is? So we moved away from doing weekly lessons, which I had been doing for a decade. Um, I got frustrated because I was repeating very basic knowledge and I have one of those I have an ability to translate very complex um, academic uh, knowledge into uh, something you can eat yeah and yeah no it's it's a very I'm, I'm a translator and so, uh, and explain it so people get get it and that's yeah. the, the secret and, and and I get excited about it. So I'm, you know, I never tire of taking this bread out of the oven. And I never tire of that moment where we, it's the antithesis of life. I mean, at the moment we have these stress hormones, which are cortisol. Um, mm-hmm. And we have a principle here that I teach people as they, they walk in the door. And that is you bake to and we have a, we, you bake to, you share one. And just that alone, the pathway for that produces a relaxation Uh hormone which is oxytocin so even just by sharing your bread you are actually there's 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 a pathway in there that we were designed Uh to share what we bake and so 
when you're baking, most people, Peter, are not baking for themselves. They're baking for their friends, their family, the people they love. People will come in and tell me they're baking for their daughter or their son or their husband or their neighbor. And it's a form of expression of affection, of connection and of really managing to demonstrate with baking that they care and that they that, that, that enough to to, to to connect the microbes on themselves their own hands that in the food yeah. and take the time to create something and gift and that that knowledge that I have in my head is designed to be taken and gifted to the world that's what I do and I suppose uh we've been looking at the, the, the how I measure success as part of, of you know the questions that are asked in your doctorate are quite deep sometimes and I've I've never managed I've never measured by financial success I've been very lucky to have a husband and a family who support what I do I'm from a, I don't have to work no. so I've been able to make massive compromises because of being supported by an incredible husband who 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 really holds me up in order to do this and uh, because he believes in what you're doing he knows that he gets the best version of me and that without this my sense of purpose my true north isn't met and I don't make a very good wife anymore so he doesn't get much choice I suppose but um it's a (laughs) win-win yeah no it's good he gets to eat good good bread and and meet amazing people but and you get to be doing what you love to do (laughs) <laughs> yeah and and that change i mean it, it you know it it's it, it's the most beautiful anarchy you know what are you doing if you're not connecting to the soil to the farmer to the process to your friends to and understand how that impacts your gut and how that's that sweet sourdough school but will explain Yes. right down to which microbes are numbing on that on that on that particular you know it will tell you look you know here's your here's your hemicellulose or here's your your inulin within the bread or here's your ferulic acid and your you know your lactobacillus are munching on it your plantarum are munching on it your commands are munching on it i will tell you because i'm you know that geeky <laughs> what you've got and who's munching on which part of your bread and what what metabolites they're producing for your brain if you're that geeky if not you can flip past yeah, that and go straight to the recipes me, you'll take people as deep down the rabbit hole as they're willing to go oh, with you. as far as you can go right down to postbiotics and strain specific i'm 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 afraid i'm i that autistic trait that came i have autistic traits and uh-huh. i was diagnosed as high functioning adhd uh, not so long ago I um, I have, uh, with that low gut microbial diversity, I'm afraid, you know, I don't have a filter, which makes me, you well, know. Let me ask about that. Your own personal uh, gut biome diversity, since creating this protocol, <laughs> if, if you were measured, does, does your gut now produce a, a more diverse uh, array of, of biotics? Yes. <laughs> So I was offered by one of the, I mean, it would have probably cost something between about six and seven thousand pounds, but I was offered to be part of a study 
for a gut microbial transplant um, wow. back in 2016. So I, that's, yeah, no, that's a scary term right there. It's special. <laughs> yeah, no. And, you know, I've had three children. I'm, like, nothing phases me. Yeah. I, you know, I did stand outside, I sat outside in the car for a few minutes having a, a complete meltdown. And I, I get, uh, you know, I, I sometimes I can like get a little bit nervous and I was, but yeah. I figured I knew the implications of having low gut microbial diversity. It's a shorter life. And it's not being able to make what I needed. And I knew that was what was going on in me. And I was aware of that. And so I now know that I have 12 of the UK's finest firefighters <laughs> gut microbiome. Yes. <laughs> and that we're, so don't, don't give me a hose. <laughs> I will, I will, I will spray you down. Um, if there's if there's a fire, I'm obviously going to save save everyone. Um, or if your cat stuck up a tree, I could probably help. Um, but uh, you yeah, know, we lifted and changed my gut microbial diversity from from two percent to just about seventy percent diversity, which is absolutely phenomenal. What was that? Seven zero. Seven oh two percent to seventy percent, so sixty eight percent increase in 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 diet. I mean, that takes me above the average British person, mm-hmm. um, and I, I mean, I I am I I'm grateful. I you know that the 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 people that did that were, you know, they 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 themselves are slightly strange people, and I, and they've asked me never to t- sort of discuss who, about them. So them they, I can talk about my own transplant, but they didn't want to be named. But they are a, a clinic. Wow. And uh, they're pushing, I mean, legally, you know, it's, it's very, you know, you push, there are another lots of people who are pushing boundaries because we ourselves are devolving. You take uh, antibiotics, you take lack of fibre, you take stress, you take monoculture, you put that into the mix, uh, you take that third, fourth, fifth generation of antibiotics and our gut microbiome that, would have originally been and t- again Tim Spector and um, and and some very interesting people have been out to see the Hansa tribe uh, tested their gut and they are the closest thing that we would get to looking at ourselves maybe 200 years ago and we we are devolving and what would have been averagely 100% diversity if you take a hunter gatherer tribe is having a 100% diversity the uh, average person is now about 50% diversity now when you look at what job they do and how the the the, the, the importance of it especially in protecting the gut lining and creating the butric acid that protects your tuna sandwich from getting past you past your gut lining inside of you you know your immune system when 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 you have a compromised gut is is absolutely freaking out like like the starship enterprise it's like you know there's an intruder on board woo 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 and it it goes in it's like you know this this is um an an attack by your lunch you know tuna sandwich or uh, and and the proteins are seen by the your body that your body is an enemy and then it starts attacking them but your body can be a little bit clumsy a little bit like setting off a load of soldiers with with machine guns the bullets spray they're wide and 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 this often translates into low-grade inflammation and and it can be prevented so easily and the fermentation itself facilitates more bioavailability of the fiber in vitro that actually translates then into that butric acid 
that's what your microbes munch on and turn into engine oil like you know that that then stops it it's a barrier it's also uh it's in it, butyric acid is associated with lower levels of inflammation lower levels of cancer right. and and the simplest solution is to start with bread protocol number one is to deliver more fiber then we start looking at fermentation right. so actually we start with fiber and diversity is next um and then we go to fermentation which kind of unlocks all the nutrients but simultaneously reduces the gluten load specifically reducing uh gliadin and damaging the protein so the immune system doesn't recognize it as an enemy in damaging it it's like oh yeah you just you look a bit like a protein but yeah you're not quite yet off you go so you <laughs> get a, a reduced level of inflammation and the body can start simultaneously having lower levels of inflammation from yeah, gluten and also, yeah so absolutely and, and so, we saw those results in my studies and i see that and i've been i'd seen it for for so many years and i had to go and look at it peter and show the doctors and the people the gastroenterologists and the neuro neurologists and all of the ologists that come that it actually works and prove it so that's why i did the study. what i love about what you're doing is you know you are so immersed in this and understand it so intuitively as well as you know uh, mentally that you are connecting the dots that just in that little that little um i'll call it the uh, the uh, soliloquy that you just gave us <laughs> that you were connecting dots it's so fast that we could barely keep up with them but we were hearing these dots being connected and so i wanted uh, you know remind our listeners that uh, all of this is spelled out in vanessa's books uh the, the sourdough school series of books in which she gets into you know, protocols for how to do this and explaining everything she just told us in much more detail, especially for those of you who are willing to go all in or how can they join you in the sourdough club uh, in your, in your uh, social network? So that's, that's what the original question wasn't it, Peter. So, so I was teaching every week and I took it back to um, actually, what did I want to achieve and how was I going to do that? So we have essentially um I guess uh, three or four different levels of memberships. I'm just working on some short courses, which are just 12 weeks which courses, which will be out in a few weeks. Very simple bread making for people who just want to just want to bake a single loaf. Then we have something called a Sado Club membership. We have about 3000 members on the club. Um, and that allows you to come into a, a clinic. We run a clinic. That's what I'm going to do after this. I'm going to run to the clinic. Um, right. and, and, and we have uh, a, a very detailed, nearly a thousand different posts with hundreds of different recipes and video tutorials in the club. I've been building that website now for a decade and I basically loaded my brain in there. Wow. So people can 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 get into the club. So if you want to see Vanessa's brain you know, on the screen, it's, on, it's 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 there. It's 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 in a it's in a club. So do and they just go to? Should they just go to sourdoughclub.com? What's the what's the yeah sourdoughclub.com? Uh, you can get through it as well through sourdough.co.uk, um, or you can go to the sourdoughclub.com. We've also obviously we've got the the social media Peter, which is Sado Club, Sado School, and Vanessa Kimball, but. We have a really beautiful community in there and we have a forum. I have now because of the level of people that, that, that the speed at which the, 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 the requests come through, I actually have a lovely 
a Californian baker actually called Sophie who mans the decks to make sure that nobody falls over so if there's a technical question she's straight in there even if I'm not so it's almost like having a live support team we're not there 24 7 but we choose in America I'm in the UK and we we between us we keep we keep that support uh there's a there's a very tight community and there are people but actually it's one of those places where somebody will ask a question and I'll throw the study in that I was looking at yeah or I come up once a week and we just like we're doing now I will have a hundred people looking and chatting with me and we generally get most most of the questions done so and it can be as random as my bread didn't come up the way I hoped it fought down to tell me more about my microbes I had a test and I'm low on my bifida bacteria what do you think I should do Vanessa so it's a beautiful club about baking in the house and then the other courses that we do are the are actually both one-year courses Peter they're almost like a degree course and that's when you really you, you don't just bake you then get this half of what I do. And I actually use the case studies with a 600 strong database of studies with the doctors, uh, bakers who actually want to explore the academic side of what I've done and apply the academic knowledge simultaneously to the baking knowledge. So we marry up the baking with the studying uh, And, and we have a we have a diploma and a certificate wow. that actually uh, marry up the act that those so you literally can be talking about which polyphenols are in a particular grain and then at the weekend you'll be eating them and you can look at the impact that they had on cholesterol and then you can be buttering it at the weekend so I marry the two up on the Sardis school as a Sardis school diploma and then the final one which has just come like this. Wait, wait, there's more. There's one more. Beyond the diploma, there's more? No, there's one more. And that's to teach the teachers. And that is, I have had over the years, people who've who've been here or people who actually have said, you know what, I need to change my life. And so I train them as teachers. And they are, uh, they can qualify as a Saturday school teacher. It can take, uh, it takes a while and they have to come here and bake with me they have to do the the, the, the diploma yeah. and then I'll hold their hand as they learn to bake and then if if there's a capital I we've got we've actually got two sourdough schools opening one in Ireland at the moment and we've got another sourdough school that's opening um, I think over towards Oxfordshire and I've got one in Seoul at the moment another lady in New York wow. so we actually then um, train uh um clones of me <laughs> well, exactly i was just gonna say we need an army of vanessa's and now you're this is how you create one is you're, you're creating teachers who can teach yes teach exactly so that's the last so that's actually it's a big commitment uh yeah. but it usually is if you're someone is a doctor or somebody is a baker and wants to actually you know you've already got a lot of skill you can then yeah. build this system on top of it and actually change the way you live your life and, and and teach and make a living from it and i think that's probably the best gift of all exactly well before we re- completely run out of time and i know you're already giving us you know longer than than we had hoped for uh so we're gonna have to have you back sometime in the future maybe after you get this doctoral work completed and we'll, we'll, you can report back on on how that all went so we'll, we'll be calling you dr vanessa at that point um but you know a lot of our followers and, and listeners are immersed in the pizza world this is pizza talk and pizza quest and even though our purpose is is to go use pizza as sort of our guiding metaphor is really about a search for meaningfulness in life using pizza as our as our 
uh, Virgil, so to speak. Um, uh, so let, why don't we close on just some, uh, some thoughts you may have on, on how people have, uh, are applying this in, in, the, in terms of the protocol you described mm -hmm. uh, to a, a food product like pizza. What would be a good example or a healthy way to, to, to utilize this so understanding? We, we've actually, we have only got a couple of minutes left. So for speed, Peter, do you have the book there with each of the protocols that, that, of, of, of that core? Um, so number one, we're going to talk about increasing fiber. Yeah. So if you want to read each one out to me and I'll shoot my answer back for your pizza and then you can all apply the knowledge to your pizza. So I know number one is increasing the levels of fiber. So one of the things that you can do with your pizza is you can actually make sure that you're incorporating whole grain. And you don't have to necessarily have a 100% whole grain pizza because we know that we like a light base. But when you subsidize some of your flour, your white flour, your white roller milled flour, uh, you will find that it is a really good idea to, to increase, increase your, your, your fiber simply by um, blending some of that whole grain in. So that's the first thing. Second is diversity. Diversity, yeah. So again, a very simple way of increasing your diversity is we keep a score. So your score on just using bread wheat would be one. And we know that we want a big score. So a nice thing might be to add a teaspoon of oregano into your, uh, your pizza base. You could uh, take a tablespoon of it out and put a tablespoon of rye in there, even small amounts of something. You could actually crush up a little bit of, of, of coriander, uh, yeah. put some coriander. And then already, if you've got rye and coriander and, you, and, 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 and you know, just tiny amounts in, in, your, in your base, that diversity um, is, is actually you've already lifted your score to four at that point. So play with your a, a tablespoon of iron corn or emma, even the polyphenols and the, and the um, balance of the flavonoids within small amounts are still feeding little tiny microbes and you've got keeping uh -huh. them nourished and alive. So, so just play, yeah, yeah, sneak, okay. sneak a few of extra things into your flour, even small amounts. So that's another piece. What's next? Fermentation. Ferment. Yeah, ferment is the third step. Um, and I'm going to guess right. here we're going to talk, we're talking about the effect of, of wild natural fermentation on yeah absolutely so i mean it's very tempting to just use yeast um when you come to your pizza uh by including or making it a sourdough you're including lactic acid bacteria they uh have the impact the, the effect of increasing acidity and that uh, there's, um, I could go on for hours about it, yeah. but by making it sourdough, you're going to break it down more. You're going, there's, there's actually a benefit, we believe, this is still being studied at the moment, in actually the, the microbes themselves being digested by your microbes. Um, and it, it actually delivers more nutrients from the flour, specifically B vitamins um, and bioavailability of fiber. Not so making it more nutritious. Yeah. So and that's the next I one. So, just, so longer fermentation, basically. Just to put a little uh, capstone on that is we're seeing in all the, the, the pizza uh, geniuses that we've been interviewing, you know, on, on this site, uh, this growing movement towards sourdough pizza making in, in this country, and I think probably globally. Uh, so there's been a, a strong movement towards fermentation. I mean, to, we haven't even talked about flavor. It's it's yeah. delicious, but of yeah, course exactly. it is. Well, complex. Uh, more satiating as well, so it keeps you fuller for longer, so you eat less, but keep going. Well, the next well, there's there's the next four one? more steps, but you know what? Yeah. Let me just read off these, these last four, and 
and and direct people to the book. The book that I'm pulling this from is the Sourdough School Sweet Baking, and it's uh, and 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 you're going to want to have this book um, along with all the books. Really, they all go together. But it's um, right on page what thirty. Uh, it's somewhere around thirty six or so. <laughs> Uh, I, this page is thirty-two, I think. But the way you, but but there's a second ago, the seven powerful ways to nourish your gut microbiome, and the mm-hmm. and we we've gotten up to three. The next one is increased levels of antioxidants. Increase then the next one's increased probiotics in your base. So, oh, go slow, go a little slower. So okay, so when you're eating your pizza, the natural thing that you would think about is lycopene in the tomatoes. Okay, so we're looking yeah. at you know, and that has been associated with lower levels of of um, prostate cancer in Italy. I mean, it's very powerful. But you can actually lift your level of polyphenols by thinking polyphenols what does she mean by that well i mean darker vegetables and darker it's lots of dark fruits and vegetables so if you think about pizza i'd be what i'd be doing here is i'd be putting aubergines on it i'd be putting um uh um artichokes on it i'd be Uh loading it with some real in fact you know i'd be putting uh um olives on there peppers oh my gosh wow woof that's just you know the capsicums yeah. Yeah. Feed the acamantia they are absolutely like having a party from this kind of thing so you know we know for example that meat meat is uh especially some of the nitrate heavy meat like the salamis is is often you know we're being told bad salami naughty salami in your bed salami it's not good for you but i think you have to have a balance in life so you can offset some of the things that are naughty with some of the things that are good and so load up your pizza with you know um i mean go 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 fresh parsley absolutely incredible so you're loading up diversity you're loading up fiber you're loading up and then what i would do i would absolutely without i would i mean artisan craft bread artisan craft pizza deserves artisan cheese i mean really are we really going to unwrap a piece of plastic rubbish mass-produced cheese to put on our artisan pizza i don't bloody think so what you need is you need to go and get something uh that is rude something that is you know full of life full of um deliciousness a farmer that you perhaps even know yeah and 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 that connection is part of that lifestyle i'm like hey actually the farmer that that these goats that farm his his name's bob and and he made this cheese and oh it's and then what you're getting is you're getting the probiotics on there so you can actually do it roman style and put it on a a little bit after the pizza has come out and then you've got live so so good cheese like that good cheese maybe live cheese raw cheese those are actually good for your microbiome absolutely and and what i'm saying is you can you can you can make your pizza hot and, and and bake and then you can put the cheese on top again and fresh figs for example oh just this is the best way to eat Okay, what's next? Uh, well, <laughs> antioxidants, probiotics, again. Probiotics so, pro- are- this is what I'm calling the probiotics. Yeah. This is for then- putting live food with it. So if you think about this, wash it down with some kombucha, you know, beer. I mean, beer, uh, it goes with pizza full of polyphenols. I mean, darker the beer, the richer the level. I mean, beer is actually good for you. And, and, and it works wonderfully. So even some of what, you know, I know sour beer, 
Yeah. Um, it's starting to take fashion. Uh, Copenhagen, I was there a while ago with a friend. It's very big in Europe. You know, look for some craft beers. And if you can, you know, go live. It's the same with the, the wine. You can find uh, unpasteurized un, un, un wines. Yes. You know, there are, it is potentially, you should be washing it down with something right. that's alive, not dead. Exactly. That, that's the key point right there. Mm. And there's re- reduced refined sugar. That's just so obvious. But I mean, if you were making, yeah. for example, you know, one of the books, one of the recipes in that 10 minute loaf is a chocolate and banana pizza with pistachios. Pistachios are actually very interesting. Um, have had some really positive impacts on 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 men's sexual health and those again we look at things like this and we, we you know it's funny and my my students will then throw extra pistachios on because they're like wow this is going to improve my sex life give me more chocolate give me more flavonoids and load those pistachios and they always have extra pistachios at that point but actually <laughs> we're just having the evidence there that this is improving <laughs> systems that are yes. essential you know if you're not going to get pizza and and something good and then get lucky at the end of the night you know you can go back to eating your store-bought pizza i'm going for the artisan bread project yeah. pizza yeah. that's going to improve <laughs> there's a local pizzeria here that does a, a neapolitan style pizza and and they're and this their pistachio pizza is the one that made it into my next pizza book and we're gonna have a photo of it so in fact and I'm, as you're saying this i'm thinking you know I've got a bag of pistachios that are just. Oh, no, it's more. Um, it, it has extra <laughs> benefits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Final, the final seventh step, make lifestyle changes that support the body as a whole. And I think this is it. The, the okay, whole so, so the actual Sado process itself, Peter, it is a, it is an, a, a hub. It is the, it is the base upon which you can make all those, those things that you want to make happen. So go to the farmer's market, talk to the people who, whose ingredients you're using, invite those people to come and share your pizza with you. Look at actually when you're making your dough, taking that opportunity to get outside, um, looking at things like vitamin D, um, for example, I was reading a study two days ago showing a link between low levels of vitamin D. It's a link, not cause, but a link between low levels of vitamin D and Crohn's disease and IBD, mm-hmm. yeah. which is irritable, um, which is um, uh, um, is very, you know, intestinal irritation is actually associated with stress. So just by de-stressing, just by making this bread central to your life i'm going to get into every corner of everything that you do and the way it is a way of being yes by doing this i know that you are going to live the most beautiful and most um incredible life possible and if i if by doing my job and sharing this is my mission and my purpose i think you know peter that in the end, coming coming back down to it and being spiritual and connecting and having that moment of going, isn't this the most beautiful day ever? You can't do that if you feel awful. If you feel ill, you can't be bothered. By feeling well, you can celebrate life. You can be spiritual. You can connect to, to feeling looking after the looking after the planet looking after each other is important but you can't do that if you're ill because you, you, you your, your focus is gone so it's about living the best life yeah possible because you only have one and it's right this second well i really want to thank you for 
for everything you just said, but also for everything that you are doing and everything that you are, because you know, your 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 message, you know, is is so important and and it resonates with so many people, and that's why the sourdough school and the sourdough club, everything's growing, uh, you know, from this central sort of image that you've that you've that's that's sort of the horse that you're riding that's taking you into much deeper places than just a loaf of bread, uh, and I and I you know, and I, of course I love that metaphoric journey as well. So Vanessa Kimball, thank you so much for sharing all this today. We're going to want to get you back on Pizza Talk uh, in a few months when when you've completed that <laughs> doctoral work so we can hear how that goes. I uh, want to advise all of our you know listeners to check out uh, uh, on, on the web, just go to um, sourdough club. Is it sourdough club, sourdough school? It's the sourdough, sourdough.co.uk and the sourdough club.com. Peter, I'd, I'd just like to say as well what a huge privilege, as, as, as deep as, as, as my passion runs, um, it's likewise in yourself. I mean, we've met and, you know, tw- twice, I think, in, in the US. And I remember being very quiet when I met you because I was completely in awe and I cannot believe you were interviewing me now. It's quite <laughs> surreal and I'm very grateful and I appreciate the time that you've taken. Thank you. Well, I, I think we're, you know, one of the things that we have found through your 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 developing community and my developing is that we're all part of this one kindred yeah. spirit community and we tend to find each other and uh, yeah. and honor each other's work and so uh, thank you again for for all you're doing <laughs> and whatever we can do to help support that and to help lead people to the knowledge that you're willing to share um you know it's just uh you know it's just so important so vanessa thank you again for being with us and for giving us this extra time today we got a whole extra segment you know the whole <laughs> second show today uh and and uh we'll see all of you on our next episode of Pizza Talk, brought to you by Pizza Quest. And uh, Vanessa, have a wonderful day. Good luck on your on your doctoral work and, and nail that thesis. And we'll see you as Dr. Vanessa Kimball the next time we talk with you. Thank okay. you. Pizza Quest is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Food Radio, supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org, and connect with us on Instagram and Twitter, at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, and more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Thanks for listening.